Right, welcome to The Joust. Uh, my name is Nagy. I'm here, as always, with Liam McNeil. Liam, how are you today? I'm well, thank you, Nagy. Well, very well indeed. Uh, Boyd after the weekend. How are you? Oh, mate, I'm a bit the same. But uh, Let's run through the sponsors, of course. This episode is brought to you by Liam. Do you have them there? Uh, I do. It's brought to you, of course, by Tui's New, as uh, it always is. Brought to you also by Koala Glass and brought to you by... What was the third one? I think it was the uh, the, the 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 Hexham Oak Factory. Uh, the, yes, the Oak Milk Bar at Hexham. Yeah, uh, may she rest in peace. Koala Glass, what a great uh, got a great company. Yeah, no, wonderful company. You can't go past Koala Glass; they'll fix it and they'll fix it fast. We All can, right. but let's look. Let's jump straight into it as uh, we do every week. I'd ask you to please be upstanding for the national anthem of Australia. Uh, oh, apologies there. Uh, our producer seems to grab the wrong tape out of his car. Uh, we will have that amended for next week. Next week, yeah. Uh, apologies to any veterans out there. Whew, no. At, uh, all right, so the game against the Sharks uh, on the weekend. Liam, what did you think? Look, loved it. <laughs> loved it. I Look, obviously it was uh, not a dream result to come away with the win. However... There's just so many signs. It's all just starting to build. It's it's bubbling. It's about to burst. It's like, you know, when you're just about to reach the vinegar stroke and someone walks in, you know, it's, it's about to happen. But, uh, you know, they're getting close. I think there's really some, you know, there's something this, building in oh, this team. Absolutely. I think considering uh, that same game last year uh, at uh, at home was, was 62 zip. 62 zip, yeah. Not a good day. Not a good day for Newcastle. So um, to be, you know, so close to, to pulling off the win... Um, Obviously, coming off the spoon and uh, the defending premiers, so like it's it was to bring it in within one point. I think the guys showed a lot of, you know, just a lot of guts, a lot of um, especially in defence. I know it was spoken about through the week, but um, those just the the amount of defence they did on their own line and uh, to to really hold out, I think was was uh, really an excellent. Uh, really excellent side of performance. Oh, uh, absolutely. And when you look at the possession stats, I mean, the Knights, they were only down around 40% possession. And, uh, you know, still the Sharks, much vaunted Sharks attack, which very re- rightfully so, has a great reputation. You know, to hold them to 18 points, I think it was the first time in 23 games the Knights have conceded less than 20 points. To hold them to 19 is uh, is a hell of a feat. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, I was speaking to someone through the week, and they said uh, that they thought that it was just the Sharks that play, played badly. But I think the Knights played so well in defence uh, that they they made the Sharks made those mistakes, uh, especially uh, right on the line. They never gave up, um, and some just some absolute great uh, defensive efforts, especially from uh, I think Sam Stone um, and uh, Mitch Barnett. They showed us some really good never give up sort of attitude. Um, Absolutely, and I think that specifically the chase from Mitch Barnett chasing down Valentine Holmes. I mean. You got to lock forward. He missed the initial tackle, but to chase down, you know, I true think speedster, yeah. without argument, one of the best, fastest players in the comp. You know, switch the light off and be in bed before it's dark. But you know, for Mitch Barnett to, uh, you know, keep chasing, I'm really get like- him all the way down and get a hand on him, that just shows the uh, the passion that the Knights are playing with at the moment and the enthusiasm, unbridled enthusiasm. enthusiasm. The, I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think I've been really impressed with Mitch Barnett this season. Mm. I think, uh, and gee, he can find the collar of a, of a, of a player, oh, uh, the, the back of a collar, I should yeah. say. You know, he just seems like that that mongrel that in that real staunch defence that we've needed for a while. To be so young and so dominant, um, you know, uh, coming up against some very experienced forward, uh, the, probably the best uh, uh, mobile forward pack in the game, the Sharks, uh, and really hold his own and 
came up with some great stats. I think he had uh, 17 carries uh, and 33 tackles, which I think uh, he's yeah he's he's a true machine and someone that we could really build a Ford pack around. I oh, absolutely. That's the kind of franchise player, you know? Absolutely. He becomes the cornerstone of the forward pack and, you know, could well be a, I dare I draw comparisons to the Chief, but, you know, a Chief-like rock that the uh, the forward pack can really rally around for the next, uh, hell, 10, 12 years. Yeah, I thought uh, it reminded me of, uh, without holding too much of a torch to him, but like a, of, a, of a Ben Kennedy sort of a player mm. that... You know, that seems like he has got a license just to, to back himself. Um, we've seen him put in a few kicks this year. Uh, and when he's running with the ball, ball in two hands, like he, he's not afraid to pass it. He's playing, he's, he's taking the game back to just being a footballer. Um, and, and have you ever seen him make a burrito? I mean, speaking of Ben Kennedy, <laughs> oh, mate, the guy can seriously roll beans and beef <laughs> into a uh, flour tortilla. And I'm sure, I'm sure um, BK will take him on as well, Barnett, oh, absolutely. afterwards, you know, maybe even take over the franchise, you know, keep, it, keep it in the family. But um, as, uh, as every week, we'll do our uh, hats off uh, to the player we think uh, has did particularly well and uh, hats back on uh, to for someone we think that needs some improvement. So uh, my, uh, my hats off. This week, uh, we'll have to go to Brendan Elliott. Uh, this is someone that probably didn't see himself in in the starting 13 um, uh, coming into the season, uh, only to be thrown into fullback from round two. And I think he's just done a really good job. Um, you know, played on the wing, from, signed him over from, I think it was the Roosters last yes, season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, he, he had a mixed performance. I thought he, he did okay, but he was left wanting in defence a few times out in the wing. To be given the fullback, I was very... Very wary. I thought uh, Peter Matowski would have done a better job there, but I, I've been really impressed with him. He's he's, uh, he's been knocked around. Uh, he's taken plenty of runs, uh, and I think I think he's uh, yeah. Look, he's done very well. Um, and the thing about Brendan Elliott, he's just a natural try scorer. He has a real knack for finding the line. I mean, you get certain players; they they either have it or they don't. It's you know, yeah. it's fast and the furious. Doesn't matter whether you win by an inch or a mile. Winnings, winning. Rest in peace, Paul Walker. No longer with <laughs> us, of course. Uh, Brendan Elliott, you know. He finds the line. He just has a, a very real knack of, uh, oh, yeah. you know, he's getting oh, yeah. over the white line. Yeah, and he's got over twice, I think, this year. And uh, that's, um, for yeah, for someone that that yeah w- wouldn't have been considered a fullback at the start of the season, uh, I think he's done very well. And he he just seems to have really good awareness. I hope uh, that he can stay injury free, uh, and because uh, he did have that problem with the concussions um, a few games ago, but. Yeah, so that's my hats uh, hats off. Liam, your hats off this week? Uh, my hats off goes to Mitch Barnett. Obviously, Mitch the Barnett. Uh, the aforementioned chase on Valentine Holmes was just phenomenal. You know, reminded me of uh, Frizzell's chase in Origin last year, which, yep. uh, you know, just shows the passion and the uh, enthusiasm <coughs> that the Knights are playing with. And I think that really, really, more than anything, summed up what is building at Newcastle and what Brownie's kind of instilling in the players. And he's really, you know, they're growing an extra couple of feet. Yeah, no, I think, and I think at the start of this season, we no one expected uh, the Knights to be. Uh, I don't think anyone had them in their eight. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, um, not to say that they, they can't um, they can't make it from that point, but uh, I don't think anyone thought they were going to be a finals threat coming off of a devastating season last season. But I I, I really do think that we just wanted to be competitive, and mm. we've shown that um, just in the first five rounds this season that we are competitive and we can we can match it with the best of them uh, on our day and. Um, and I, I think if we can keep these same players on the field, um, besides the uh, the Penrith loss, I think we've really, um, yeah, four out of the five games this season, we've we've shown some yeah enormous um, enormous heart. And I think those young players that made their debut far too early, really, um, last season, um, you know, these eighteen year olds, um, 
and uh, 20 year olds coming into the side playing first grade and getting knocked around by these experienced guys I think they've grown a lot uh, from that experience and I think um, I think the only way is up for this for this lot oh absolutely and many would say that they were forced into the uh, into the NRL too young however they're starting to show that they've matured they're starting to show that they are still very young however some of them are showing age beyond their years um I think Brock Lamb's another one. He's really starting to show a lot of maturity on the field. Mm, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, bit a good bit of leadership, and and again that kind of creative freedom. Yeah. That yeah. a younger player might be scared to exhibit early in his career, but again because he's been in the system, uh, first grade system for a while, due to you know, let's face it, lack of players yep. and uh, you know injuries or whatever, he's uh, kind of been empowered to ha- to use that creative. Uh, streak that he has in his footballing. I think I'd be really impressed with him this year as well. I think um, I think that uh, the first try that we scored, um, uh, uh, Wardle, I think they got over Papa Joe. Papa Joe. Uh, man, he's got a chin on him, doesn't he? Yes, he can, yes. He can cut granite with that. Um, could, yes, I think he actually uh, took it from Tony Carroll. Uh, <laughs> when Tony Carroll retired, he uh, passed the chin on, but it went missing for a few years. And then he's found it again. Uh, yeah, he's found it. He's uh, Joe Wardle. But uh, it was a great try, great kick. Um, to, to come off, I think he, he came off his right foot to give himself some space, grab it in with the left, and uh, Wardle, uh, being the experienced player, he was just it was in the perfect position. And there you have our third hats off. That was our. Uh, uh, and as we uh, always do, we'll finish the hats off section with our perpetual hats, hats off, off. Uh, every week. Uh, we to, award a hats off to, to Nathan Ross, Ross the White uh, Lightning. Didn't play, for, the, didn't the, play the, the last game, but However, still. Uh, I did. There was a shot of him uh, very excited on the sidelines when we were scoring. And Hats can, off for his excitement. Yes, uh, look, it's just he's just a, it's just a good Newcastle lad. Just I think a it, wonderful, wonderful Newcastle boy. And our hats are perpetually off. Perpetually to off from the Rostock. Um, so, but hats back on. Uh, I found it hard to to do a hats back on because I was really impressed with, with the gutsy effort. If I had to give it to to someone, I'll pop my hat back on to um, uh, to the, the winger Jacob Gangan. Gangan. Yes. Gang Gangan. Yeah, one Jacob Gangan. Gangan. He's Gangan. actually a small country town out west. Um, uh, he's he uh, just just that urgency early on to allow um, the, the Sharks' first try. Just not showing that you know uh, to get to the ball. Uh, like not to say that we would have won the game, but it, looking at the scoreboard, it, it was a costly try, and it was um, for the Knights to show so much gutsy defence for the rest of that game. It, that one just looked the softest. So unfortunately, my hat is. Uh, back on, uh, back on, but askewed, I'd say. Askewed, yeah. yes, only ever so slightly back on. It's merely sitting on the crown of the head. Yeah. It's not really a hat; it's more a yarmulke as yeah. well. It's, you know, just a little tiny thing on the back of your noggin. What about uh, what about you, Liam? Uh, hats back on. Look, I've got to give my hats back on to uh, Hurricane Debbie after showing so much promise. Uh, you know, threatening to wipe out the entire state of Queensland. Our yep. listeners will know I am rather passionate about state of origin. Yeah. Uh, you know, some severe flooding, a bit of washing away, but uh, really didn't. Wipe the state off the map, which is what actually. Can we cut this bit? I'm starting to feel like it's <laughs> way too bad. That is good. Uh, yeah, you know, look, I was hoping to. Uh, they talk about building the wall. I say, great, build it, and then uh, let's give Debbie another go. <laughs> uh, was there another hats on that uh, you might like to talk about? Maybe uh, was there any particular player that, that you thought maybe just didn't step up to the mark? No. Okay. <laughs> so Cyclone Debbie takes the hats back on. Cyclone Debbie takes the hats. Uh, I, I like. I found it hard to pick someone for the hats back on. Yeah. Um, in an effort like that, I mean, especially from a young team against last year's premiers, so six months ago, best oh, yeah. team in the comp. Absolutely. It's it's hard to find any any fault whatsoever. So yeah, look, a lot to build from there. But uh, we've got a tough game with the uh, the Bulldogs uh, this Friday night at uh, McDonald Jones Stadium. Um, uh, uh, marathon. Marathon Stadium. Sorry, Sorry about that. Uh, must be an error here. Uh, yeah, no, mm. it's uh, so. Uh, what do you what do you think? Like, do you, 
where, where do you think we're going to come, run into some trouble? Uh, or where do you think we can win it? Look, I think we're going to run into trouble. The, the Bulldogs forward pack is just immense. They're very big and obviously our forward pack quite a bit smaller. Mm. Um, but the Bulldogs forwards also have quite a fair bit of mobility. They're not limited to one out, big bop running up the guts. Um, so I think that's going to be their biggest strength. I think if we uh, play a bit wider... I think we can really exploit them a bit, you know, wider off the ruck as we have been doing for the last few weeks, and it's been working quite well. Fords running off Lamb, running off Hodkinson, uh, Sione Matauti, especially running out wide those overs yep. lines, he's been outstanding. I think if we can move them around a fair bit, tire them out a wee bit, you can get Danny Levi moving up through the ruck, causing some real damage late in the game, and I think the Knights really have to emphasize putting pressure on Michael Leisha. Yep. Uh, since he came to the Bulldogs from the Sharks, he really hasn't shown the form that he promised. He's, uh, I don't want to say, you know... Been, you could say it, please. Right, <laughs> this is floppier than me after 25 beers. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I think if they put a lot of pressure on him, they could force some mistakes out of him. Yep. Um, Reynolds obviously come back and hit some fantastic form. Last week, he was amazing. So yep. if they can put pressure on Leisha getting service out of the ruck to Reynolds... That could be a real chink in the armor for the Bulldogs. I was really hoping that uh, that the the Bulldogs lost last week, not because I don't like the Bulldogs, uh, just because I thought uh, that that if they had lost that, the Knights would be the pressure game that they would have to win to keep Desi. Mind you, one win apparently buys a coach two more years, and that I think could be also a, a strength for the Knights. I mean, if that's what it took to get Desi's job back, one win, you know, they might go back into a bit of complacency. Yep. Uh, Desi might have had a few celebratory. Tui's news and you know, fine beer. The Tui's. It's a wonderful uh, beverage. Uh, uh, wonderful beverage. I think that it's actually made out of koala glass as well. It's uh, the bottles. Yes. The bottles. Um, I actually tried to break one over <laughs> Nagy's head prior to the program, but I just couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. It's a uh, koala glass. Fantastic product. You can't go past it. Uh, can't go past I th- it. I th- uh, so yeah, I, I have to agree. Look, obviously, Bulldogs are known for their massive Ford pack. They've uh, just just blended the Giants uh, with the likes of you know. Uh, Graham and Clemmer, like they're two very aggressive, very big players. Cassiano coming off the bench. Um, it's it's going to be um, Greg Eastwood also. Odd looking man, Greg Eastwood. Can we just just a fat bloke? Yeah, <laughs> he's actually uh, not a professional sportsman. He's just a fat bloke who wandered in off uh, off a off, off a work site, <laughs> took off the high vis, got in a bulldogs jersey, and uh, kind of never took it off. They're yeah. not entirely sure. I don't know if they're paying him. No, um, no but he does he does yeah. show up to play. It's, he does. Uh, yeah. He wandered in off the work site one day, put on the jersey, and they just kind of. Just kept him. It's he's an odd looking guy, but uh, but at the same but time, but what a player though. Yeah, no, he's he's he can he on his day. His skills belie his uh his looks. Yeah. physique. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think yeah, uh, as you said, I think uh, what I really liked against the Sharks also, I think we could uh, do some damage. I like Bureau starting at hooker. Uh, I thought um, that if uh, we can we can, he you know he was getting one outside the first receiver Bureau like wasn't uh, obviously um, just making the ruck his own and uh, that and. Then when we had uh, Danny Levi coming off the bench and working more upwards and through, I think you know around those tied forwards, if we ca- if we can tie them out, hold them out for you know the first fifteen minutes, make them think you know, um, just we can't go around these guys, and we can't we can't just bust them up up the middle, and then they have to, have to start building pressure. If we can just find some chinks, um, we can. Um, yeah, like especially if we can get early points on them, then if they, I don't, I can't see them. I think if we at home, Friday night, um, we can you know. If no, we, look, I mean, if they did want to find some it would be easier if we were yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> We can we cut that, right? That we can out. cut that, yeah. 
We can cut that. Jesus. I know, but the Bulldogs is always a. Um, uh, we've got a fairly good record against them coming up here. Um, uh, in in the last you know few years, I know in 2013 we beat them three times. Without you know talking about the past too much, but uh, obviously a completely different side now for both teams. But um, it's it, it's a big game play. They have a lot of supporters. Though I think it would be. Um, you know, big crowd there, especially for a six o'clock on a Friday. So that's it. I mean, you forget the guys coming off the train from uh, Bankstown. Yeah, yeah. Hitting the exchange after the game, yeah, it could be some uh, real fireworks. Yeah, hopefully so. Uh, hopefully they keep them on the field. Uh, but it's yeah. I I I I think if um, depending on what they do with the halves, um, if Josh Reynolds has the same game that he had last year. Um, <laughs> He actually played a lot of games so, last, last year. year. Sorry, last many, week. many games last year. <laughs> if you play, had the many of them quite different. Funnily enough, <laughs> well, uh, everyone put a lot of pressure on him through the week, and he seemed to come out and play good. I think instinctually he's a very good player. Uh, I think the dogs uh, as as just missing that Trent Hodgkinson esque player um, to to go with that as instinctually that like real structured half um, because um, it, like Reynolds can can make a try out of anything and I think the Knights have got to be wary about that and we haven't been very strong against broken play this season um, I think but if they if they go into the shell and try to play just a structured footy um, I think we can hold them in and I think we could uh, get a win at home which which turns our whole season I think and um, really because we're, we're building towards something here if we if there's another big loss um, yeah, I don't want to say back to the drawing board I don't like that um, thing but we, we definitely bounce back after that Penrith game I believe the um Marathon Stadium drawing board was actually thrown out two or three years ago. It was <laughs> was worn through worn due to through. overuse, and uh, yeah, they just tossed it. They ran out, out of into chalk. Go- yeah, no, they made it a uh, a jump in go karts go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So, but uh, we 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 welcome uh, the. Uh, sorry, the Ross Dog, the White Lightning, back into the side. Uh, so Jacob Gangan uh, will most likely miss that one out. Uh, so he returns. Uh, Ross Dog returns from, uh, I think, I believe it was a calf or an ankle injury. It was something. It was something minor. below the shoulders. Below the shoulders. Yes. Uh, it definitely wasn't a neck. But injury. above the, but above the toes. Above the toes. Below the shoulders injury that he mm-hmm. had for that one week. A uh, little bit of concern for Sione Matautia. Um, uh, that uh, with the concussions, uh, he's had a few this season now. Um, uh, he's come off a few times for the for the check. What's the check called? It's a the HIA, HIA, um, Housing Industry of Australia. Yeah. Check. They, you know, just check the um the structure of your of house. your head. Make sure it's all uh, level. That's Get out the spirit spirit level. So spirit level, yeah. And then the uh, so the, 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 he's had a few of those. And uh, and I, the, I mean I, the thing about Sione, you've got to remember he's still very young. I mean he's twenty, I, I twenty years he, old. Yeah. I ju- you know, just just finished uh, year six last year. Yeah. I think. <laughs> um, you know, just a just a young boy. His brain's still developing. He's, yeah. Uh, yeah, and he's, he's, he's just a pup, and he's one of our most experienced forwards. Oh, uh, we got a lot. 50 games 50 on the weekend. Games. Congratulations, Sione. Uh, yeah, no, it was... It was uh, and, he, and he started that game uh, against the Sharks. He got taken off very early in the second half. Very well, I thought. Uh, uh, yeah, his it, edge running's been fantastic. I think it was something around seven runs for, for 84 metres or something. So you, he was bending the line, and he was making those half breaks, and I think that's um, without... It's going to be a huge loss without him, but you'd expect uh, Yates to move from the extended bench uh, into the side if he is ruled out this... Um, uh, this uh, Coming up for this week. Um, but yeah, there, there are only two injury concerns. What do you think about the... Uh, um, I thought Sam Stone also, uh, just a quick mention, played really well uh, in defence. Um, not much to Sam Stone. No, uh, no, uh, he's a, he's just he's like a greyhound. He is like a great Kind of scary and 
It hasn't been fully housebroken yet, no. I don't believe. Much, <laughs> no. much like Greyhounds. Very no. hard to housebreak. He's uh, wiry. Yeah, much like a, sort of a young Stephen Menzies. You know yes. I mean? like, couldn't crush a grape. Uh, lovely bloke. But, uh, but you know, he, he's showing some real um, some real football yeah, potential. Yeah, no, he's, uh, he's showing a lot of promise, young Sammy Stone, I think. And I always liked Rick Stone. I had a, a real soft spot for him, for the Stone man. Absolutely. I think it's really good that we, we find his son in this first grade side, especially if he was... Being on the fringes of that first grade side and not making the obviously debut last uh, last year, to have your your dad as um, sacked as coach, you'd probably you know you'd you'd feel a bit disheartened and think maybe to leave the club, but he's stuck with it and he's he's pushed his way into it. Good to, and he kept sorry. There you go. It's good to see Newcastle entering a second stone age, is what I'll say about <laughs> that. Yeah, and he's kept the, like uh, the likes of Anthony Tupo, very experienced uh, forward out uh, of that first grade side for the first five rounds, or sorry, the first four rounds. So, um, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully so he continues playing some good football and uh, we can muster up the win against the Dogs. All right, we're going to have a quick short break uh, and we'll be right back for some blasts of the past and the pointy end of the Joust where we discuss all the big issues in the game. Excellent. Uh, welcome back to the Joust, where we discuss everything uh, Newcastle Knights. So this uh, com- comes to the uh, the pointy end of uh, the Joust, where we talk about all the big news making the NRL and the Newcastle Knights. Uh, Liam, uh, not much of uh, the Newcastle Knights news this week, which is no news is good news. Uh, but uh, the uh, I think a couple of the Penrith boys have been uh, pushed down to... Uh, reserve grade. Uh, they did, yes. Matt Moylan, uh, Peter Hiku, and Wonga Blake have been dropped to reserve grade for. Uh, now he's the skipper, isn't he, Moylan? Like he is. So he that's is. A, that's a pretty big call by uh, by. Um, uh, large Griffin. call, large call from Hook, and I think. Um, look, I read the report, and. Uh, Do you it, think there was much in it? No, I mean it's yes they bre- breached team protocol. Yes, they went out for a few cans. No one was bashed. There was no. Uh, it's just the boys. Criminal records. It was just the boys being the boys. And look, any way you want to frame it, rugby league players, we're blokes. <laughs> yep, yeah. We want to have a couple of cans. Let the boys have a couple of cans. cans. And the girls. And, and the, the girls. girls, absolutely. Let the boys be with, uh, just with knowing, the girls. But no, having no, cans. no, knowing maybe, the, uh, look, knowing <laughs> maybe the, not always with the, with the NRL players. No, maybe given just, rugby league's history, I would uh, Maybe it's the boys with the girls. All the boys with the boys. The boys with the, the boys, boys. <laughs> maybe with the girls in a separate room because, uh, yeah, no, rugby league players don't have the best track record yes. of being drunk around women or just being around women at all. Um, so, you know, that's maybe but, for the best that they are kept segregated. I think it might, I think it's a big call. Um, I, I, obviously, it's drawing a line in the sand for the pen if they really want to like push this year and uh, have a successful year. But uh, I don't know, dropping, it, it's, it's a big call, um, especially if they don't pull off a win without them. Um, oh, who have Penrith got this week? Oh, who cares? It's very much look. It's very much an integrity call from, uh, and uh, it's sounding a message. Hook, Gr- Hook Griffin sounding a message. He's saying, "Look, you buy in to the team, you buy into the team protocol, and it doesn't matter who you are." Yeah. To that end, I like that Hook's done it. He's really stuck by his guns. He hasn't said, "Oh, look, he's the skipper. He'll be right." No. Doesn't this ring a bit like you, you know you didn't do your homework and you get being sent home from the cricket tour? Like it does, like, it does. But let's remember that was Shane Watson. He's just terrible. <laughs> uh, whereas this is Matt Moylan. He's wonderful. So and he's that's, wonderful. Uh, quite different. He's a good looking boy. Too. He is and very it, good looking. And boy. he's already gotten on the Lowe's ads, uh, the, which is very early in his career. Usually that's more of a the graveyard of the owner of career. Well, Lowe's and ad. I mean, a greatest example of that, Kieran Foran got into the Lowe's ads early in his career. Did and, he really? Uh, he did, and uh, you know we all know how that ended up. <laughs> 
<laughs> with a wonderful return to form last week. Yes, yes. Uh, good to see. Uh, good to see Kieran Foran back in the game after loving uh, his footy too. Yeah, back and loving his footy. He was just perfect foil for Johnson over there. Scary, scary sort of a player. Um, for uh, to, yeah, him and Johnson. Look at that Warriors. Side. I mean, he could be the vertebrate that brings that spine into alignment. <laughs> and like the chiropractor, sh- like that's a it's a scary, scary spine now. Surely it is, but then it's almost negated by having Blake Ashford in the side. <laughs> it's um, you'd think the Warriors have to do something now, like, and they did leak well, some points still against the Titans. You would think that, but you think that about the Warriors every year, and where's that got you? That's true. That's yeah. true. It's sort of every year is going to be their year. <laughs> Hasn't helped your sports bet balance, has it? <laughs> Um, but I think, um, yeah, obviously, so this is big call by Griffin to keep uh, those three out of the side. We'll see what happens from it from now on. If uh, the other the other players um, respond well to it, or you know, if it's uh, if it's an ongoing issue. But it's very much, I think, a laying down of the law. Yeah, a laying down of the law, and it's Griffin's way or the highway. And I think as a coach, you got to make those kind of calls sometimes. Yeah, I suppose you got to keep control of that dressing room. Um, yeah. and and yeah, and show like show that not even the captains. Uh, not um, you know better than I think that actually actually happened once in in Bathurst uh, with the with the Knights um, and uh, yeah with uh, the yeah uh, that was the the 2005 incident which I think we saw Dane Tills no longer play for the club. Yes, uh, no, he was uh, scarce around town after. Very that. tall man. I very tall man. He, easy to spot, and so not seeing him in Newcastle was uh, tough. Tough because you could see yeah. him from everywhere. Everywhere, like, yeah, no. <laughs> but uh, you, you see what we were saying before. I we... think another big news item we should now cover in the pointy end is uh, the appointment of Ivan Cleary oh, as West Tigers coach. Naggy. Yes. Thoughts? Yeah. Well, look, I like Ivan Cleary. I thought he was hard done by to, to be sacked by uh, by Gould at Penrith. Like I thought there wasn't um, any real need for for a new coach. I thought he did such a good side build. It's good good job building that side. Uh, only to uh, be shown the door quite quickly. You know, it was in four years into his five-year plan, I thought to take them up uh, to where he did, nearly one game from a grand final in 2014. Um, yeah, only to be to be uh, kicked out was um, a bit much. So, but look, hopefully he does well at Tigers. I don't think he can do much with the turmoil about signing these players because I don't think any of them are going to run to the um, run to the contracts now. To the, this whole talk of the big four and all this nonsense is it's that's going to hold the Tigers back this season. Uh, Clearly, he's got to make a Griffin like move. He's got to put his foot down and say, Boys, I'm in now. You sign or you bugger off. Let's get to business. I think he's yep. really got to put the foot down. And I think the other thing, Ivan Cleary, I again, like you said, I feel like he's been hard done by in his coaching career. He made the Warriors, I think they made the finals four years while he was coaching there mm. and made the grand final in 2011. Of course. Um, and the Warriors, a notoriously fickle team. Yeah. Uh, hard to kind of harness the potential. And he got them to the eight, four years in a row. And then he took the Penrith team from a team of, you know, a very, very young team, really brought them together. And, you know, his legacy at Penrith is essentially the premiership contenders that they are now. I yeah. think I he think played definitely. a huge part in that. So... West Tigers, I think, similar situation. Very young side. Need to be working on the future. And I think he's he's proven to be a very handy coach from that. However, um, obviously, the fallout from that issue, you don't see. Um, the Lebanese national team now lack a coach, as Ivan was coach uh, of the Lebanon team for the World Cup. Uh, however, he has been forced to withdraw. So well, Maybe Robbie Robbie might be looking for a job fairly soon. He might yeah, be Robbie, yeah, but captain coach, perhaps, <laughs> I think, uh, for Robbie Farah, maybe. Because uh, he has played for Lebanon before. He has, he? he has, for the uh, the Cedars, the Lebanon Cedars, they are. Oh, Cedars, yeah, right. Uh, that was in the World Cup, did he play for? No, he no, would have been in the... I think he might have played a one-off. World Cup or... years ago. 
Yeah, what was it, 2009? No. Yeah, 2009, no. I think. Yeah, it's um, one of the cups. They one of the cups. I don't really remember many of the cups. No. Uh, they're not that memorable of games. Um, I now I beg to differ. The last rugby league world cup, absolutely phenomenal. I guess I, I adore international rugby league, and as a good Irish boy living with a Fijian, I awoke at six a.m. to watch Ireland play Fiji with my housemate. He was draped in the batty flag. I had my green shirt on and a glass of whiskey in my hand and just look we we had a whale of a time yeah and that whole world cup i think was just a celebration of international rugby league i thought it was fantastic and i cannot wait i cannot wait fans for this year's edition of the world cup well, or next year's or whenever it is I don't um know. considering how many good fullbacks are going around at the moment and how there's talks of the new south wales side having an entire backline of fullbacks um uh who would you put it as uh the australian fullback currently look the way it is i think boyd's got it locked up Okay. So uh, you, don't, you think Slater deserves to look back in? or? Well, I mean, Kevin Walters has come out and said that if Slater's fit, he's playing yeah. for Queensland. So that causes an issue there. Well, does, where does, what does Mal think about that? Where does Mal stand on the uh, fullback issue? But I think the way Darius has played in the uh, number one jersey, I think he's got it locked up. Regardless of how well Slater plays, I feel like Mal's really trying to usher in an era of dominance. Slater's probably only got two or th- you know, two, three years in him. Uh, left, although probably said that a couple of years ago. He yes, seems true, yeah. ageless. I think it does, doesn't he? He still looks he's like a young man and plays like one. He does. He he does. does. I think it's all the time around the horses. But yeah, he's a bit of a jockey over here. A, isn't he was he? A, yeah. I believe he's a stable boy, stable, stable hand. Boy. <laughs> just and, a wee uh, stable boy. Just a wee in Queensland. stable hand. Um, speaking of uh, potential fullbacks, uh, there was uh, Jack Bird seen around uh, the Newcastle scene on the, the evening after the game in Cronulla. So I, he must have got the bus back with the boys. Is the only uh, the the only assumption I can make because he was uh, staying at the Novotel uh, that night up at Newcastle East. Uh, yeah, look, if there's one way to win a player over to come play in Newcastle, get him on a bus with the boys. Get him on the bus with get the on lads. The bus with the lads. Up there the was... F3, couple of cans, straight <laughs> wish, to the brewery. Wish that all the ladies stop of you know mm. stop off at Murray's. You know, uh, a couple of Moon boys and. Uh, and then, oh, look, yeah. And then uh, from Murray's, of course, straight to the Tui's Brewery in Glendale. Glendale. Because <laughs> they're on the train line. They are on the train line. Look at the bus, not the train. But, you know, it's the, uh, but the detour to make the... Uh, you did the detour. Of yeah. course, you did the, the loop around. Uh, and then the all, loop around, yeah. all off of the exchange, one of the Newcastle's finest establishments. Wonderful establishment. And uh, really showing uh, the true uh, potential of uh, Newcastle too. For, Absolutely. For a young, is he married, Jack Bird? Uh, I hope not, because uh, he's gorgeous. <laughs> he's a good-looking good man. Looking bloke. But I think, you know, the, uh, the idea of... Uh, People are kind of poo-pooing the idea of a backline full of fullbacks. But you've just got to look back five or six years to the Queensland Origin team dominating. They had Darius Boyd, they had Billy Slater, they had Greg Inglis and uh, some other dickhead who I can't remember on the other wing. And they were all playing fullback at their club and they formed one of the most devastating backlines. The only non-full-time fullback was Justin Hodges, who, as we know, moonlighted as a fullback Fullback at the Broncos. Of course, yeah. So they essentially went in with a backline full of fullbacks and played remarkably well. So given this you know the uh the talent that New South Wales have got in the fullback role, uh Dugan's shown that he can play in center at an international level. Jared Hayne in the last World Cup played yep. center for you Australia. Think if, you think if scored Hayne a couple back, of tries. You think if Hayne comes, gets a few games back. I know there's all this talk about he's overweight and he's out of the leadership group, but you can't keep a player like that out of that blue side. Um, if he just if he shows the slightest bit of form coming back, you have to have him back in, I think. You find a spot for him. I have never been a fan of, of uh, having backs on the bench, um, but I, I could almost make an exception for Jared Hayne because I feel like you could put him anywhere. Um, 
but yeah, you'd think Jack Bird would also make that blue side currently. Oh, uh, absolutely. So. Especially given the form he showed last year in Origin, playing with a, I believe his elbow actually fell off. Fell off. I think his elbow fell off. Um, they Re- taped it back on. Returned to him in the sheds later. It was later yeah, that no, evening. it was a, it was found somewhere in <laughs> row eighty in Sun uh, Suncorp Stadium. Uh, it was um, so yeah. If like speaking of uh, potential, um, also signs if. If we do get Jack Bird next year, and I don't want to look too far ahead because I still think there's plenty in this season, uh, and Kalen Ponga, uh, who's your who's your fullback? Who's your five eight? Look, you put the Pong at fullback. Yeah. And keep- that a lot of that will depend on the development of Brock Lamb. Well, he might be a casualty in these big sort of. He might be like a casualty, but if he proves, if he has a wonderful season. Keep him at five eight. Well, do you put, think you uh, put pressure Birdie on the center? Would you put? Do you think he puts pressure on Trent? Because you would assume that because uh, uh, Jack Bird isn't a dominant kicker, I'm sure he could be. But uh, at the moment, Brock Lamb is doing all that kicking, uh, and Trent Hawkinson uh, from from play, like he's you know he's he's leading the forwards very well. He's a real integral part of that side. But would you would you think maybe if Brock Lamb has a good season this season, he puts pressure on Trent Hawkinson? It will depend what type of good season he has. Uh, if he has a good season as kind of the free running. 5'8 that he's playing as at the moment, it won't put as much pressure on Hodkinson than if he implements a very controlled side of the game. If he develops a real organisational side of the game, if he starts to show that he can get those forwards around the field, like you're saying, he can be the architect of Newcastle's attack. In that case, that's putting a hell of a lot of pressure on Hodkinson, who hasn't been great since he got to Newcastle. I don't think he's exerted the, the real control and dominance that that he had at the dogs, yeah. That he had at the dogs, and that the uh, the Newcastle. He doesn't have the side around him that he had at the dogs either. No, so, to be yeah. fair, doesn't have the side around him. But at the, at those points in time, you expect those great players to kind of step up, and I feel like he withdrew a bit. Yep. So if Liam can work on his organising, become a very organisational half while still maintaining that very free flowing running game, yeah. uh, you, you know, him and he and Jack Bird could prove a, a deadly combo. I agree. I agree. Well, that wraps up the, the pointy end uh, this week. Uh, but I think we have a little blast from the past. Where we have a look at uh, uh, a night uh, a night of old uh, that's uh, no longer running uh, running around for the team, but is uh, but uh, a little bit of a where are they now? And uh, this week uh, we have uh, Sean Rudder. Uh, obviously, Sean Rudder playing in the uh, two thousand and one. Uh, Grand final uh, opposite Andrew Johnson in the five eight position, uh, and where is he up? What is he up to now, Liam? Well, look, he came into the Newcastle side at a, a very exciting time. You know, he came in in 19, 1998, just after they'd won their, that miraculous first grand final, won it in two thousand and one. Yeah, uh, went on to have a very successful career for the Knights. Yeah, um, he's uh, been most recently played uh, some first grade rugby for Merriweather Carlton. Oh yeah, of yeah, course. Good, uh, good famously went. 17-1 and one a few years ago. That Oof. one uh, they lost was the grand final. Oh, dear. Um, but, uh, yeah, most recently, I think he's of uh, Dutch heritage now. One of the Dutch rudders. Yeah, yes, right. yes, yes. He's one of the Dutch rudders. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, recently... He was moved he, into shipping, actually. He had a, he had, he had a bit of a naval uh, sort of a... Yeah, no, he's moving into shipping. He's a uh, navigation, I think. Navigation. They, they might have welded him to the back of the ship. I to, he, he moves, just to move left or right, depending on the Yeah, he moves left or the, right and... Uh, very functional. Dictate, dictates the direction the ship's going to go. I, can't, I, I don't remember what I that role's called. called. But, um, no, it's something that's like what that. he's doing now, you know. Great servant to the club and 
And Mate, he can make a ship go anywhere you want. <laughs> oh, uh, sure, mate. What a, what a great blast from the past that was. Uh, well, that's the joust for this week, guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll be here uh, every week. Uh, please tune in. Uh, make sure you like us on Facebook. And if you've uh, got anything you'd like to discuss through the week uh, or about the Knights games uh, in the pointy end, uh, please feel free to comment on our Facebook and uh, we'll give you a shout-out as well. And Thanks. look, let's not limit our questions to Newcastle Knights, Rugby League or just sport. In general, just... Yeah, any uh, questions at all, we'll be happy to answer them. Well, holler. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week.